0: everybody welcome to episode 94 of the fantasy timeline a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network i'm josh at real fantasy tl i'm with my main man bill at super duper flex am i the main man drew at dr underscore pra bill how you doing man
1: man good i'm just really happy we're getting to the end of the uh preseason and we'll be able to talk about Real football soon. Oh, come on, man. We, how
0: you doing? We got real football going on. We we got guys fighting for jobs. We got uh, hard knocks, which is whatever. I mean, hard knocks. I, I told people I didn't think it was going to be a good season of hard knocks. And based on everyone I'm talking with, you know, they're like, yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's hard knocks, but it's not, you know, not going to be one of those memorable seasons of hard knocks that you talk about. But uh, Drew, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good. Uh, I'm loving seeing uh, everybody get crazy over these camp clips and the news coming out right now. So this is peak trade season before uh, things settle in.
0: Yeah, man. You know, pe- people are uh, people are in the waivers today. They're picking up their uh, their uh, Tony Jameses. Their, uh, who's the other guy from uh, the tight end from New Orleans? Jawan James or Jawan Jordan? I don't even know, man picking up all these guys, dropping the uh, the big fab bucks on it. I love it. You know, I just, you know, I said, okay, you know, I see you, maybe, maybe you will find that guy. Maybe you will, uh, you know, maybe you will fool us all. And uh, you found the hidden treasure. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, it's fun. We're getting, like Bill said, we're getting to the, uh, we're getting closer, man. We're just like a couple weeks away. Labor Day. We're gonna have a little Labor Day action, some fun, an extra day off of work. And then dude, football. Thursday night, World Champ, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh first team to 50 wins. I think that's gonna be the uh the title of that game. So uh, you know, it should be it should be fun. But before we get there, before we get to uh to week one, uh let's go over what happened in the news. So you know i i don't like to start on a depressing note for bill here but uh reports are out here that deandre swift is dealing with a groin injury and it could keep him from being 100% in the season opener uh how do you how do you guys feel if he's not does it pump up jamal williams in your opinion or is it just like man whatever
1: I'm not too worried about it. Like, I mean, if, if it, I'd rather them be careful early um, just so he can, you know, heal up the way he's, he should, I mean, no need to like, it's a long season, especially this year, you know, we got an extra week, so um, maybe it helps him. He'll be a little bit more fresh, you know, as the season goes on because of it. And I'm totally fine. I mean, maybe the first week it'll, it'll help Jamal a bit. Um, you know, but aside from that, like, I'm, I don't think it's really going to affect too much because, I mean, he's the most dynamic back. He's the guy, like, I mean, the Lions are going to be behind all the time. So I expect him to be the guy that's out on the field for the most part, um, you know, catching those dump offs and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, it doesn't worry worry me too much. And I knew that news and I drafted him in a uh, a redraft today. So, I mean, I guess that kind of tells you how much I'm concerned.
0: Uh, where did you take him in that redraft? Thirty
1: sixth overall, I think. Superflex, so, end of the third.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, Drew, what about you? You uh, you bumping up Jamal Williams any, or is this just kind of status quo for you?
2: No, I'm with Bill. I, I'd rather they take it slow if it's a difference of you know easing him in over the first couple of weeks versus rushing him back and having to wait till the buy or something for him to get right. Uh, I've got them in enough places that I'd rather they they do the right thing. and it's more exciting when c- players come on at the end of the season anyways,
0: yeah, I don't know, man. i i'm I'm a Jamal Williams guy. I just love Jamal Williams probably more than most or more than maybe anybody should. <clears throat> and And I also I worry about coaches like Dan Campbell, who are kind of like, Ah uh, yeah, my guy played week 1 and he he did all right, you know, I'm going to keep running him out here even though I and I agree with both of you guys by the way. DeAndre Swift is obviously the better player, but you know, he he seems like one of those kind of old school coaches, you know, oh yeah, you know, uh Jamal Williams came in here week 1 and did really well. We're going to we're going to go with him for a little bit and kind of depress some of that value. That that's my only real concern, but um who knows, maybe Jamal Williams, if if DeAndre Swift isn't starting and kind of getting his full allotment of snaps, maybe he carves himself a little bit bigger of a role because of that week one performance. But you guys are probably right. It's probably just, you know, much to do about nothing.
1: Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I mean, he was in New Orleans. I mean, they they have the two backs. They kind of have the role for both of them, um, you know, in a certain game scripts. You know, maybe uh, Latavius was out there more, but that was very rarely. And you know, so I think I think that he kind of knows how to use those backs. I mean, so I'm not too worried about like them him getting swayed one game. It'd, probably, it'd be more just based on matchups. I would think that maybe they decide to put Jamal out there more. Um, as opposed to, like, him earning extra snaps
0: over Swift. Cool. All right, so I think we did enough talking about that. We're going to go into this kind of Monday night preseason game because it seems like a lot went on that that Saints-Jags Monday night game there. So Adam Troutman is carted off the field, and then Travis – ATN suffers a Lillis Frank injury. He got surgery. He's going to be done for the year. So any passing thoughts about either one of those guys, obviously all of the, uh, James Robinson stands are, you know, they're back up. They've, uh, they've woken up from their short slumber. They're, they're excited. Um, what are your thoughts about it?
2: Uh, we talked about Troutman a few weeks ago and, uh, I like him all well enough, but I was, I've not been big on him. Um, so it doesn't change a whole lot for me there. I'm not running out to get anybody that could be his potential replacement. Cause I don't, I don't know that he had a huge role to fill anyways. Um, yeah, I, I'm one of the people that lucked out here with, uh, with Robinson. I made a couple of pre rookie draft trades to get him and, uh, knew the risk baked in. I was, uh, Riding in the dumps for a little bit, kind of uh, wallowing there. But we'll see what happens. And, and who knows? I, I doubt he gets the volume he got last year anyway. So still trying to temper expectations there. I saw some people today saying that uh, Chenault might actually be the, the biggest beneficiary of some of this, um, which I like him to. I've got him some places. But uh, I think there's just kind of an overarching cloud with uh, with what Meyer's done so far. So it'll, that'll be the biggest uh, X factor for me is what is Urban Meyer doing? You know, how well does he do his first year? What about you, Bill?
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because, like, from what I understand, like, Urban Myers, you know, rush pass, rush pass breakdown was, like, 60% rush. Um, so, like, if he plans to kind of do the same thing um, in the NFL, I mean, that could be a huge bump for Robinson. Um you know, but he does like to use multiple backs. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Carlos Hyde somehow slip in there and get some touches, probably not the, um, the valuable touches. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's going to really hurt Robinson that much. I think it might actually help him be more efficient. Um, since last year, they really didn't have anyone else uh, to help him out. So, it may actually be a positive uh, for this season. Um, so, I mean – if he's, he's not, I mean, they're not going to be a team that's going to be super prolific, I don't think. So, like, I mean, he might get a lot of volume, and that's what you're going to bank on. Um, so, I mean, if I really need a running back, maybe I make a move for him, but I'm not paying what people want for him right now. And I think people want, like, you know, mid to late firsts right now. And that's just not, I'm personally not willing to pay that at this moment um, for uh, an unknown next year um, you know maybe if we're halfway through the season and he's doing exceptionally well um, I might be willing to pay that then knowing that I need him but uh, to pull that trigger right now it's just not worth it to me
0: yeah I'm with you Bill I feel like trading for James Robinson is like a a very much like I'm gonna win the championship this year type of move uh, you know even if you're like, "Ah, I could probably get like fourth and get into the playoffs and let's see if I can upset a team or two, like James Robinson isn't going to be for me just because like you said, we don't know what he's going to be in 2022. And that's even if he has a great, even if he has a great season this year, I mean, he had a great season last year and what did they do? They signed Carlos Hyde. Yeah, whatever. But then they used the first round pick and got Travis Etienne. So if that's what trevor lawrence wants is a you know kind of a big time running back to be in there or if that's what uh urban meyer wants i think that's what they're gonna get whether again it's in free agency or they use you know a day two pick next year whatever the case may be we don't know but like we've seen already urban meyer he don't care you know people say don't draft running backs in the first round he said i'm gonna draft the running back even with james robinson there so uh. There it is. So, all right. Let's let's go to to this next piece. Ah, uh, so you know, I guess all the the Darrell Henderson stands are now you know crying a little bit because uh, the Rams trade a six round pick in 2022 and a fourth round pick in 2023 to the Patriots for Sony Michelle. So, how do you guys feel about Sony? Because honestly, I. I don't know how to feel about this at all.
1: I mean, what has he really shown us in the last year that makes you feel like he's going to be like the uh, bell cow or something like that? So, like, this doesn't scare me at all. This just tells me that they weren't happy with anybody behind Henderson. I don't necessarily think that Henderson's, like, going to be this great high-volume running back, and I, I think they definitely need somebody they can trust that's maybe a little bit more of a physical back as opposed to you know, kind of that speed guy. So, like, it makes sense to add somebody like Sony for the price that they had to pay. Um, I still think that Henderson gets, you know, the more valuable touches. Um, Sony, even though we always thought he was going to be a good receiving back, has just not shown that. I don't know if that's just a New England thing. And maybe, you know, the Rams will decide to, you know, pitch it to him a little bit more. But... Um, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I I mean, obviously anybody that thought Henderson was going to get all the touches is going to be disappointed, but I don't think there's too many people that expected that to be the case. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it as for Sony. Like, I mean, he's a fine guy to add on your bench and just, if he falls into those touches, great. Um, I'm not going out of my way to add him. I have him on a few teams and I have a little additional value, so maybe if he has a big first week or something, I can move him for something. But um, I'm not banking on him for the season or anything like that. I don't trust his, his knees. Um, he seems to be struggling with that constantly. And so I just don't think we're going to see a dynamic back like everybody hoped when he came out, you know, from Georgia. So.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And I said this after Cam Akers went down. I said, you know, people were like, well, you know, it's not going to be just Darrell Henderson. And I said, yeah, but there's nobody out there that really takes a whole lot of value away from Darrell Henderson. And I kind of think Sony Michelle is kind of in that vein. Like he's not going to take a ton of value away from Darrell Henderson. I mean, maybe instead of, I don't know, let's call it 68% of the snaps he takes. Now it's, you know, 65 or 64% of the snaps. Like maybe he eats it a little bit that way, but you know, I don't think anybody thought that Darrell Henderson was going to be like Christian McCaffrey, like 90, 95, 98%. Of sna- I don't think anyone thought that. I mean, if you did, I mean, bless you. But, you know, um, so again, I I don't think this is, you know, I don't think all of a sudden this is now this like 50-50 timeshare where it's, you know, Darrell Henderson and Sonny Michelle splitting – Snaps and you know, I still think Darrell Henderson is going to, you know, as long as he stays healthy, um, have the majority of snaps in that offense. But I mean, I also think Sean McVays is going to say, All right, we just traded for Matthew Stafford, we have Robert Woods, we have Cooper Cup, <laughs> like we drafted Tutu Atwell in the second, we got Deshaun Jackson, we're just going to throw the ball all the time, you know. Maybe we can even make Tyler Higg be a thing again. I don't think they can, but, you know, so, Drew, why don't you give us the final thoughts on on anything you think about Sony Michelle? Well,
2: as a doctor, uh, the warmer weather and his knees will be good for each other. Mm-hmm. I can't even go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no desire uh, really for anybody in the Rams backfield outside of Henderson. If he falls to me somewhere. Um, I'm with you. I want Stafford. I want one of the the prime pieces of the receiving core, and yeah, I, I think Stafford could throw for 5,000 yards again if uh, McVeigh lets him this year.
0: Man, that would be that would be so nice to just watch Sean McVeigh just put it on Matt Stafford and go. All right, man, we're just gonna let you throw the ball around the yard, hit these open guys. I'm gonna scheme them open. All you gotta do is put it on them and let them work. I hope so. Drew, I hope you're right. I hope you and your your doctoral experience is is correct about this one. So now we hit the news. We're going to what we saw on the timeline. And this first one is an interesting one. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. This is Matt Daniel at Matt underscore NFL underscore fantasy pet peeve. I send you a trade and you deny it and send me a long message explaining why you don't like it. Homie, just deny it or counter. I don't need your entire league strategy unfolded in a 25-step plan. So the question here is when, you, um, when you're when you rejecting a trade or you get a trade offer and, you know, what do you guys do? Are you guys the, hey, I'm going to write you a message in the little message box, or are you guys like the, hey, I don't like it. I'm denying it or the, I eh, mean, we could work something out and counter it with no message left behind. Drew, why don't you go first?
2: <laughs> Saw Bill come off mute first there. Uh, yeah, I, I typically, uh, we'll try to write something. I, I think uh, a little communication is, is helpful. Um, unless you just know who's, who's in the league with you. And then sometimes you should already know. And if you're sending a trash offer, they send you a trash offer, you know how to play it. But, uh, I see this here, you know, I don't need your entire league strategy in, in 25 steps. Well, heck, if somebody wants to unfold their entire plan to me and, and what they're looking for, and, and, you know, that's that's part of negotiation, right, is getting down to what, what are the priorities of the other party. So, um, and, I, and I think in general, I, I prefer to be a little bit more open. I used to be, you know, very guarded, trying to get the the best best deal that I could, every, every drop out of the deal that I could. But at this point, the trade is fun, man. It's supposed to be a game. You know, unless you're in some crazy high stakes or something, communicate. But uh, part of that's knowing your league. So if you find somebody that doesn't like that, then don't do it. You know, and you can play that game. It's easy to just send things back and forth, but uh, in a vacuum, my favorite phrase, I'll uh, I'll typically throw a, a couple lines in to let you know where I stand, and then you know we'll go from there.
0: All right, Bill, now hit us with the knowledge. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty
1: much if I decline, I'm explaining briefly why. I don't like their offer. Uh, maybe they come back with something different. You know, maybe if it's close, I'll, I'll look and, you know, counter, um, if it's pretty far off, I'll just write. We're really far off. And then if it's like super far off, ridiculous, I don't respond. Like I don't put anything in the comment box. I'm just reject. So like, it's just not even worth me typing a letter at that point. So, um, yeah, it's I would rather somebody explain it than just not say anything if there's if it's not a ridiculous offer. Um, it might be inefficient to the person to write out, you know, 15 sentences, you know, like, I mean, how much are you really getting uh, out of that? Um, but I mean, that's on them. That's I don't have to read it. You know, if I see it, I'll just be like, a <laughs> TLDR, you know, and be done. So uh that's kind of how I feel about it. If you want to explain everything, by all means, like that's better than at least I get some information and maybe we can use it to work something out later. So or TLDR. And it's just like they didn't respond to me, you know.
0: Yeah. And this is funny because. When I when I first started playing Dynasty, I came from almost two decades of playing redraft and in redraft there's not a lot of training trading to start with so there's definitely not a lot of leaving a message explaining you know why or why not and all that stuff so i started and i i never put any messages in my response it was like hey uh all right great deal i'm accepting it or, nah, not a great deal, I'm rejecting it. Or I send you a counter offer. You didn't get, you never got words from me. I was just like, yes, no, maybe. And then, um, you know, I heard someone else, I can't remember who it was now. And I, I you know, my memory is faulty, obviously. Who was like, oh, I hate when people just reject my trade offer and they don't write anything. It pisses me off. And I, you know, I was like, wow, you know, but uh, maybe I, I should start, you know, leaving, a little sentence, you know, Hey, you know, I didn't do it. You know, I don't value this guy, whatever, nothing crazy. But now you're kind of hearing, don't write a bunch of stuff. I don't want to hear So I just think at the end of the day, everybody has to kind of do it whatever way they feel like doing it. And the other person just has to realize that, listen, you're, you're offering somebody a trade. Anything can happen. <laughs> They could write you a 20 page essay about, you know, why Sony Michelle's knees will do well in the L.A. heat. Like that might be the response you get. (laughs) And like Bill said, you look at that box and you go, wow, that's a lot there. I'm not going to read all that. And you just skip it by or it's a couple sentences and you go, all right, cool, I'm going to read this. Or maybe you don't even want to read those two sentences. You know, at the end of the day, when you're trading with another human being, you know, any anything is possible, you know, you might get nothing back, you know, and a lot of times, that's what happens. I'll, you know, I'll send a trade offer, trade rejected notes, nothing. All right, cool. Like, I, you know, I don't get offended. I don't get mad that they didn't, you know, give me a reason why or they'll counter and not put anything in the message. And. I don't know. I just think that, you know, there, there are certain, you know, I'm going to say this and then I'm also going to, you know, say something after it. Bill's right. This is a game. Uh, the game shouldn't make you angry. Now I will say that sometimes there are certain things about the game that I still get a little upset over. So kind of, you know, listen, you know, do what I say and not what I do, but it's supposed to be fun. So somebody wants to write you, their whole game plan for the next five years of dynasty. Just don't read it if you don't want to read it and then, you know, move on and, and go with that. So yeah, Matt, I mean, that's what happens when you're applying the trade. Sometimes you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Just be nice
2: to each other. It's not that hard. You know, if you don't like it, it takes two seconds to write back. Hey, appreciate the explanation in the future. i prefer you just send me another offer if you want to try again.
0: Well, you know? there you go. And sometimes, you know, and I I don't do this at all. I mean, I also don't care about seeing a long message if it comes. But a lot of people will hit, you know, hit someone up on Twitter DM or they'll hit them up. You know, if they know them, they'll text them, whatever the case may be. And they'll get through some of the talking that way so that when an offer is sent, it's either accepted or rejected. You've kind of talked all of that out already so it doesn't need to be put in the message box for the trade. So maybe that's another route you go if you know somebody's going to be, you know, kind of a long typer. Maybe you just reach out to them, you know, in your group chat, whatever the case may be, and just go, hey, this guy for this guy. What do you think? And if he wants to type out his whole strategy there, then you don't have to read it later on.
1: I had a guy offer me uh, a trade. It was like a four for four trade um, with an explanation as to why, you know, it would be helping my team and all of that sort of thing, you know, and it was like. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't even repeat it to you because I didn't even read the whole thing. Like I got through the first sentence and just stopped and then looked at the players and I never even acknowledged, you know, what he said. So, I mean, it's something he feels, you know, he probably feels that helps him out. It didn't help with me. You know, we ended up working out a deal though, you know, it's, but it's just, uh, so he'll probably send to do the same thing with me thinking that it helps next time and, You know, I'm going to probably ignore it again because like him telling me that this player is a year younger and, you know, those sort of things doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I found it kind of comical, honestly, and uh, but fine, whatever. You know, it's like he's he's doing a salesman job. Maybe that works on people, certain people. And
0: Uh, I mean, I do love that. I do love the hey, here's why this trade is going to help your team out. Because it almost always, for me, if I see that somewhere throughout the uh, the message, uh, I will deny your trade. Because at this point now, I think you're just trying to con me. So if I look at the trade and I go, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And it's like, hey, this is really going to help your team. Okay, I'm going to deny the trade now because now I feel like you're just trying to con me. So I, I love those messages, actually, because it usually uh, it will help me out if I'm, uh, if I'm on the fence. But there you go, Matt. So I hope maybe something we said helped you out. And listen, maybe you just don't read the whole 25-step plan. Maybe just like steps one, two, and three. They're probably the most important anyway. Uh, So here's the next one here from Tyler underscore FF at Tyler underscore FF underscore. Who would you rather have in Dynasty? So we're going back to last week because, you know, we we had a little – Tua Tungavat Loa discussion. And we're gonna we're gonna bring a trade poll into this now and see what see what the uh the two are Tua haters thought. Uh so we're going with uh Tua or Zach Wilson. He's been looking good in preseason, guys. We uh and listen, I was I was in the front of that train, so I'm not gonna sit here and say it was just, you know, a couple guys. Uh, a lot of people were hating on Zach Wilson during rookie draft season. And he uh, he's come out looking good so far. So who do you want to lead your, uh, your fantasy dynasty franchise? Is it Tua or is it Zach Wilson? Bill, who you got?
1: I'm pretty indifferent. Like, I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion either way. Um, I mean, I'd probably take Tua because I feel like there's more value right now. Um, So if I wanted to trade him, I could, um, it's funny. Somebody that listened to my "quote unquote" anti Tua stuff last week um, hit me up for a trade. I have Tua in one of the leagues. And <laughs> he's like, I don't. You don't like Tua, so he, you know he's off lowballing me on some offers. So that's kind of. I love it. But I love it. Um,
2: helping you out, yeah. Bill.
1: What's that?
0: He's helping you out.
1: Yeah right. So he didn't have a long uh, explanation on that one, but
0: does he have Zach Wilson? Because I would love to see him that <laughs> trade after this week's I episode. I wouldn't pull that
1: trigger. I don't think. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> content. Like if I had that each, I think that uh, Tua is so hot right now. Like everybody loves him. Like I actually did some tweets this week on like what's the floor, what's the ceiling. You know where do you expect him to be for Tua? and, and there's people like. People think his ceiling is exceptionally high and they think his floor, for the most part, is close to where he'll end up. So, what,
0: what is exceptionally high? Like,
1: uh, it goes into like the top eight. Okay. That, that's um, a,
0: little, a little higher than I think his ceiling Yeah. Is. Like, ceiling
1: yeah. was like around seven, seven wow. point something.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Um, floor was around 19, 18. And then expectation was around 16, 15. So cool. like, you know, people, th- I, 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 I disagree. I think there's a much larger, I think we got to move everything back. Some, I think his ceiling isn't as high. And I think his floor is lower, um, which I think was probably more. And I think right where people expect him to be is, is kind of where I expect mm-hmm. him to be like in that you know right in the like middle of the road quarterback this year. So, but I think there's a lot of people that are super high on him and that's why they feel like that you know that ceiling's a lot higher. Um cuz there's a lot of hype right now and people love hype and people run with it. So, um I think just because of that reason I would prefer to have Tua just so I could flip him for something cuz I think I could flip Tua for somebody much better than I could uh Wilson.
0: All right, Drew, uh, is it Tua or is it Zach Wilson?
2: Well, uh, I'd love to sell you on all the reasons why Zach Wilson's not doing well. So then I could take Elijah Moore off your hands and help you out. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's definitely looked good. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I, I thought this would be a lot closer cause I thought people would be infatuated with the new and shiny and, and the camp reports and some of the videos and stuff. And, um, it's probably a toss up for me as far as like if I had to hold one and keep one long term and build around that one, uh, it would be whichever one I could get later. Um, I, I like both of them. Uh, I like uh, I liked Tua's profile coming out. I like that he was a winner in college. He you know, clearly played at the biggest program that we've got. Uh, but then there are those guys like Wilson who, you know, if they're the best player on their team in their in their conference, you know, that says something then they get drafted. So I, I could really go either way on that. If I had to pick one right now, uh, I would probably go with Zach Wilson and take, you know, take a little bit of the youth, take the guy that's not, you know, hasn't had a major injury and, uh, you know, hope that his new coach is, uh, is good to him. And that, uh, you know, if Corey Davis is looking as solid as he's looking, and if Elijah Moore is who we think he really is, he'll have some weapons to, to use in the future.
0: Andrew, I'll start, I'll start off by saying that no one has tried harder to get Elijah Moore from us uh, than Larry Monkey. And when I say try hard, he's sent us a lot of trades. Uh, none of them have been good, but he sent a lot. So uh, he's going the uh, quantity over quality route and hoping that one of us accidentally hit an accept button. Yeah,
1: hoping, he's hoping for the misclick.
0: Right, yeah, he's uh, that's where he's going. But um, it's – this is a very interesting question because I listened to both of your answers, and you both were very uh, tepid in in your answering of the question. And Bill was kind of like, ah, I'm indifferent. And Drew was like, ah, I mean, I I guess Zach Wilson. Um, I think think it's Tua. Uh, Bill brought up a good point with – He is the higher valued asset right now, but I think he is going to be the better quarterback over the next two to three years fantasy wise, you know Um, I kind of like what the jets are doing. Uh, They're taking a very long-term approach to how they build their roster. They're not just trying to gather up a bunch of guys that don't fit and hope to shocked the world one year. You know, they're doing this right. They're, you know, they're amassing a ton of picks. They're getting guys in key positions. And then they're kind of just taking best player available if there's not a guy in a key position because they know they need talent at every position on the field. So they kind of are, you know, they have that luxury where they can just go, all right, best player available because we need talent. We, we suck everywhere. Um. But you know, Bill was right. I mean, he he put those tweets out. And people are talking about like top seven, eight as his ceiling. I mean, I, I think that I think his ceiling is like ten. Um, so seven to me is like, whoo, like that's that's pretty high. I mean, there are, you know, that's rarefied air, you know, if we talk about you know, the quarterbacks that we can put in that like seven area. Two uh I don't I don't think it's there. So I think his ceiling is 10. I think the floor Bill was talking about is right. You know, he's talking about 18, 19. I think his floor is about twenty. Um, and I think this year he's you know, I think he's gonna be a high-end uh QB2 in that like 13, 14 area, most likely. Um but hey, listen, if people like him, use that guy. I think he's better over the next couple of years, and you know, you can sell him because. Miami has made the flashy uh, pickups to kind of lead you to think that they're they're building this thing around Tua. They signed Will Fuller. They take uh, Jalen Waddell at the sixth pick. So obviously, this is kind of like, hey, we're building this thing for Tua. You know, we want him to ball out this year. So give me Tua. I'm I'm confident in it. Let's go.
1: Um. Drew, and you mentioned that you were a little surprised at the results of the poll, which was like I think sixty-three percent or something like that. Was it sixty three percent Tua?
0: Sixty-one thirty-nine for Tua.
1: Okay. And um, yeah, I would agree. I think I'm a little surprised by that based on actual football, but you gotta remember how take lucky people get. And people already were low overall on Wilson, so they're not gonna be willing to move him up quickly people were high on Tua so they're not going to necessarily drop him as quick and if any sort of and these guys could end up having the exact same career and Tua will always be valued higher because of that it's just like how it took so long for Josh Allen to like you had a year in between to react to him doing well before he yep. actually jumped up to that you know where he's one of the elite quarterbacks and and you could have got him at the end of the second and superflex startups, yep. you know, that, that after that great year he had. And, um, so I think that, you know, that's just part of the inefficiencies with dynasty. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see that as a, I think, I don't think we'll, we'll see Wilson jump to, unless he really outperforms them.
2: Right now. What do you need, uh, with Wilson to give to a up and feel like you got value?
1: um, I think anything personally. Like mm-hmm. anything, like a second would be ideal somewhere in there. Maybe like throw in a player that I think could pop this year. Um for yep. me personally. But I think there's other people that would need like a high second. I don't think I'm that high I throw some somebody throws in like a player like I don't know. Maybe I'm Light at running back and somebody throws in like a Jamal Williams or something, or, you know, somebody throws in that Callaway, you know, maybe he pops this year or something like that. Just enough. That's just enough for me to go, okay, it might be worth taking the risk um, to move to the rookie. Um, And you get an extra year out of him, really. So, I mean, it's like who's to say that Tua ends up being re signed in four years, you know? (laughs) So,
0: I mean, now I'm not saying you're wrong, Bill, but I think a to a lover wouldn't take that deal. And right. I know that's your your personal value on it, so I don't want to make it seem Totally. Like you and think. that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, like what Drew asked me is like what what I would need, but that's not I don't think I would I think I could get more than that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah,
1: like yeah. I think I could I could get, you know, a high second value from him. I, I, I just don't that,
0: want the people in your league to uh, to start yeah, sending I you
1: setting up the defense for me. So, hey suckers, some, don't or do someone it. on
0: t- someone on Twitter going this this guy over here? He thinks you can get you know two for Zach Wilson and Jamal Williams. What a what a stooge! You know that you know this is your this is your personal value on it. This isn't what most likely you would need to do in order to get that deal done
1: correct that's like what i what i value the difference between the two players but i am fully aware of what the market is so like i'm not gonna sell it sell for that because i know i can get more i
0: I like to do that because sometimes people will reach out to me in the dms or sometimes they just do it out in the twitter streets and they're like you think that you can do this for this guy and i'm like i don't think anything but i told you i didn't like the guy so if you're asking me what do i value him at it's not going to be what you value him at, or even what the the general consensus values him at. If I told you in the first place, I'm lower on him than the consensus is. I'm, you know, if you think he's worth a first, and I think he's worth a second, that's what I think he's worth. It don't matter, you know, what everyone else says. This is me. So I I just wanted to make it clear so that Bill didn't get no hate in them Twitter streets about you know Jamal Williams. That's all you need. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? You know, we don't, we don't need none of that out here in the timeline. We trying to make uh trying to make peace, not war. So, uh all right. let's let's hit this next one here from Troy at Troy, Alan 230. 12 teams super flex. Who do you want? T Higgins and Daniel Jones or Bills Bills Boo DeAndre Swift? Why don't we let Drew go first so that Bill can bask in some DeAndre love real quick? Uh,
2: I'm, I'm going to disappoint Bill here. I, I'm in the minority. Uh, I actually, in this chat, we're in here. I, I just drafted uh, T. Higgins for redraft right now. Uh, I, I like T. Higgins a lot. I don't love Daniel Jones, but in Superflex, depending on what you got at quarterback, a quarterback is a quarterback, uh, even if it's uh, Daniel Jones. So, um, you know, for me, I, I feel like I would take the T Higgins and Daniel Jones side
0: uh, pretty swiftly. Oh, I see what you did with the words there. All right, Bill, your rebuttal.
1: No, I agree. I would, <laughs> I would take Higgins and uh, Daniel Jones, no doubt. Um, I mean, I don't think that I, value, I think once you get into like a certain point, I think there's like almost two rounds to three rounds of guys that are pretty similarly valued. So I don't, really think there's that huge of a difference between T Higgins and Swift. So to, to get a starting quarterback with upside may or may not pan out, but I mean, he's somebody that can run the ball. I mean, we saw how nimble he was on that uh, 60 yard run or whatever it was. Um,
0: Oh, is that the one where the sniper got him?
1: Correct. (laughs) And, uh, but I mean, he can run and I mean, he can scramble. So like, I mean, there is some upside there. Um, if he could figure it out, you know everything else out. Maybe um, the game slows down a little bit for him. I mean, you end up with a decent, you know, quarterback and super flex. So I think that's that's definitely um, the side I would take without hesitation.
0: I'm gonna make it three for three. I would actually be very interested to see right now where just ADP wise, where Daniel Jones. And DeAndre Swift are going. I feel like they have to be in kind of that same. They're not.
2: Swift's got to be higher, right?
0: I'm not not saying that Daniel Jones is higher. I just feel like it has to be close. I could be wrong about that, by the way, because I don't I don't really look at ADP all that often. Uh, Normally, it's when we're answering a question here and someone brings up ADP that I look at it. But. um, You know. If they are close, then you're throwing a T Higgins on top of that, who, by the way, I think I think Jamar Chase is going to be a monster. Yeah, there was like that like one day period where someone reported that he dropped passes and then people freaked out, and maybe you could have bought him for something cheap. But um I think the whole goal of that offense, and I don't know if they have the head coach to actually do it. But the whole goal goal of that offense is to throw it a bunch of times. They got Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins, who's already proven that he can be a monster. They got Tyler Boyd. You know, they have Joe Mixon that can catch the ball. So, they, I mean, they're going to throw a lot. I mean, I think that's the final game plan, whether this is the coach to do it or the next coach they bring in is the coach to do it. I don't know. But so I think T. Higgins, you know, he may not be, you know, what Jamar Chase is going to be, I feel like that's going to be a very deadly one-two combo, and I don't—I don't care, you know, what anybody says. So, if I'm right, and the ADP is semi-close-ish, either starting like a free T Higgins on top of that, I mean, let's go, like, let's do that because. Um.
1: So Daniel Jones is 62 in Superflex. Uh, oh, Swift wow. Swift is 25.
0: Okay. So they are not close
1: at all. Wow. 62. Um, and then. Yeah. I
2: assume Higgins is in the 40s somewhere.
0: Um, I'm just. I guess I'm just. Higgins is 70. Oh, is he that up? Oh. This yeah. is
1: for the Superflex ADP.
0: So yeah. 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 yeah which, is what we, which we want here. I'm surprised because I feel like every startup I did this year, there were like. Ten QBs got in the first round, so I'm surprised that uh.
2: Yeah, people push pause after the first ten or twelve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. So they're not they're not close at all. So forget that part of what I said. But still, I mean, you're getting a starting quarterback in the league. The team wants him to do well. They signed Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he's got uh, weapons. So, you know, they're they're trying to set him up in the best possible way. Saquon is back this year, hopefully healthy. Um, so he's got he's got everything to kind of make the jump. Uh if he does, I mean, you gotta you really clean up on this draft. If I mean, I'm not saying he's gotta like make the the Josh Allen jump where he, he's like the number two quarterback in the league, but if he jumps and he's like QB 13. And then you have T Higgins on top of that. Let's go, like let's do it. So,
1: according um, to the trade finder, it says that you should also be adding a second on the Higgins Jones side.
0: Oh well, yeah, I think that makes sense because th- this poll ended up fifty-eight okay. forty-two. So for DeAndre Swift. So okay. yeah, I mean that. I mean those numbers are kind of saying yeah, there should be a little. Added sweetener yeah, to juice. to the T. Higgins side, and listen, yeah. you want to give you want to give me something else on top of that. <laughs> I gotta this? find my
2: league or I have Swift. I think it's like two of them.
0: <laughs> let's go, like you know, let's do this thing because uh, I would be more than happy to uh, to get something extra on top of those two guys. So yeah, I'll give you Swift we'll in a
2: second, and you give me Higgins Jones in a first. done
0: (laughs) but uh but that's the thing like I, I think the the big reason why uh we're even talking about this is because there is a lot of uncertainty with with Daniel Jones you know if he doesn't make the leap if he keeps being kind of the quarterback he has been for his career I mean is he you know is he getting replaced in the draft is there a a vet backup to come in and push him in 2022. Like there's a lot that can happen there where all of a sudden Daniel Jones goes from, yeah, he, like he's definitely a starting quarterback to, I don't know if he's going to start this year, you know, kind of almost like uh Dwayne Haskins ish, except without like the knucklehead stuff off field. So, um, that's an interesting one. All three of us are in the minority. So, um, Go us. I mean, that means we're usually right when we do that. So this next one here is from Elvin Ryan at Elvin Ryan underscore FF. If you had to put your reputation on the line for two players this season, who would they be? Uh, He says his are uh, Callaway and Corey Davis. That's, uh, there you go. That's that's two people to put your reputation on the line for. So, uh, Since the two of you have much better reputations than I, Um, Bill, who, who are you putting your, your money on your reputation on?
1: I think that the ones that I, I mean, I think T Higgins is one of them. Um, Like, I think that, you know, he's getting a little undervalued right now, just because, I mean, not right now, because of Jamar, Jamar Chase kind of having the dropsies, sees, but um, I, I think he's been undervalued all off season. Um, so I, he's one that I really like. And also I've been really, um, this is kind of coming out of nowhere, but it's kind of been in my mind all off season, um, is, uh, Chase Claypool. So like, I just feel like he is, he has all the tools to like make that jump the second year. Um, if, Ben's arm is better you know there's a lot of things that could help him uh they dialed him back at the end of the the season last year so I mean he could have even had better statistics and you know more volume so those are the two guys I'm really excited to see play this year and I you know I feel like those are guys that I'm worth or that are worth betting on this year and I would be totally fine putting my name on those guys.
0: It's a weird way to print pronounce Deontay Johnson, but okay, that's uh, that's cool. Um,
1: <laughs> I actually traded um, Deontay in one of my leagues this this uh, week.
0: Did you? Okay, okay. I hope you got a haul. Hope you uh, hashtag brand.
1: You w- you probably wouldn't be happy with it. I got Juju as part of the return. And. Um, Miles Gaskin.
0: Right, we can't talk no more, Bill. Um. Drew, good thing, good thing I got a fair host now. Uh, uh, Drew, oh um, who, who are the two guys you would st- stake your reputation to?
2: Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I, one of them is easy. Uh, it's Justin Fields. Um, whenever he starts, uh, I hope it's week one, but whenever he starts, uh, I'm expecting great things from him this year. Uh, I'm excited for Allen Robinson to get to play with him, uh, who is probably a close second. So I, I'd probably tie those two pretty close together. I'd love to get a Rob anywhere that I can this year um, and, and be patient for whenever fields does start um, outside of that. I, Bill actually mentioned him. I'm I can't quit Juju. Uh, I, I've got him uh, because he's so easy to get on your roster in so many places. He falls so far uh, or people are so e- you know eager to, to give him up because of Claypool or because they believe Deontay is going to be the PPR machine that he, he will very probably be. But um yeah, you know, I, I I like him. You know, I, I could get over some of the uh the dancing and drama last year, but as a as a player, the guy is still you know, can barely drink at this point. He's what 24 maybe, 23, 24, and he's got how many years of experience? He's got Ben who looks like he's got some zip back after the injury last year, so um I I will uh, add him everywhere that I can, uh especially at what people are asking for him.
0: Man, you trying to trip you guys really don't know how to pronounce Deontay Johnson. I'll work with you guys when, when we're done with this episode and, uh,
2: we'll, we'll go for it. But Josh, um, or Josh just so you know, English is my second language. So that, uh, there is that some, makes,
0: so Bill has needed. no excuse. I, I at least can understand Drew, uh, with English being your second language, Bill has no excuse, but, um, all right. So my first one is going to be Brandon cooks. Um, Listen, Houston is going to suck out loud. They're going to be a terrible team. This is not a, hey, you know, Houston's going to win seven games this year. No, no, that's not going to happen. But we've seen seen Brandon Cooks just rack up good seasons. He's done. And everyone goes, well, that was with uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Listen, he did it with Jared Goff. And if you listen to them Twitter streets, Jared Goff is a bum. That's not what I'm saying. But if you listen to everybody on Twitter, that's what they're saying. So let's not act like all of a sudden, you know, he's only had good quarterbacks throughout his career. And it's the only reason why he's ever, I mean, the guy just does it. Unless he gets hurt, he, he does it. Yes. He's had a lot of good quarterbacks thrown to him. I'm not going to, not going to argue with that, but he's, he's done it with other quarterbacks. So, you know, let's give him a little bit of credit. Um, and honestly, I think he's, I think he's the only Houston skill position player you should even look at in a draft, redraft or dynasty, because I I don't trust anyone else there. Um, and and the second one is going to, you're, it's going to sound like a, a duh type name, but I'm going to put a little explanation behind it. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott got hurt no dak no offensive line and people are like he's done he he lost it he doesn't have the burst anymore he doesn't have this he doesn't have the step you know he hit that you know running back wall you know that age where we all go running backs are dead we don't want them anymore but he's still a really good player like he was top 3 before the dak injury he was a top 3 running back i mean I'll take that guy, even even with Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert. He ended the season at ten. I don't think he, I don't think he's fallen off. I don't think he is done. But there are still a lot of people who are telling you that he's done. So listen, let's stake a reputation to him. You know, if you think he's done, stake your reputation to it. I'll stake mine, and we'll see who's right. I think he, you know, I think he ends up where he's been throughout his career this year, as long as Dak stays healthy. And that's kind of been an iffy situation during this preseason, but you know, those are the two guys, you know, one guy that maybe is a little bit more shocking and one guy that sounds less shocking. But if you read what is going on in Twitter, maybe it's not as shocking as you would think. So, I love the guy I personally I love the guys that uh both Bill and Drew, uh chose. Uh I also like that they went with the um the two other uh wide receivers on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not not the wide receiver that we endorse on this show, but the other two wide receivers. That almost sounds like a little a little uh wager you guys should make a little juju versus uh Chase Claypool wager versus Beyonce. Oh, listen, listen, that wasn't the one guy I picked. I mean, if it was, I would jump in there with you guys, little three-way you
1: giving a stick about picking the other
0: uh, listen, wide receivers. Listen, this has been a pro-Deontay show since day one. So So I'm just
2: either Juju or Claypool outscore Deontay this year.
0: Oh, no, you guys, you guys staked your reputation to those guys. I did not stake a reputation to Deontay. So this is between the two of you whatever I think you got
1: both out their coverage so i think we're okay
0: <laughs> yeah cuz i mean their coverage is right next to each other so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean those those three Steelers wide receivers in a lot of rankings and in a lot of adp are like back to back to back or almost back to back to back cuz i think no one really knows how to decipher those three uh wide receivers in the pittsburgh passing game so uh yeah, like I I mean I agree with you. I think if uh if one can outkick their coverage, I think uh all three can to be honest with you. So um
1: 51, 52
0: and 54 in ADP. There you go. How who's is that? I I mean I I've been just listening to pods all, all summer and it's been, you know, that they're pretty much back to back to back cuz I think it is hard. I mean all three of them have individual talents that they're very very good at and it's just like okay like but we don't know what the pittsburgh passing game is going to look like they got a new offensive coordinator does ben have some of his arm strength back like there's so many unknowns and then you have these three guys that are all good very good at something so it's like all right who's going to get highlighted the most
1: and there's probably going to be two that maybe are around their ADP or better. And then there's going to be one that's going to disappoint just because there's just no way that all three of them can kind of be that consistently even. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think Juju's the one that I would be least, um, you know, confident in just because of, you know, we, Deontay automatically has the, um, the targets, right? Like we, we expect him to get the most targets and then Chase has the touchdowns. So like Juju's kind of the guy that's like, he's like the Robert Woods a little bit in a way, you know what I mean? So it's, I mean, but, you know, it might be a whole different dynamic this year with the running game. It opens up stuff differently. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, potential there. It's just that he's maybe just a step behind the other two in my eyes.
0: Uh, Drew, I, I know I can I, live with I, that. I, pers- I personally wouldn't wouldn't take that from Bill. I think uh, that was so
1: harsh, wasn't it? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I want to know who the heck is
2: number fifty three screwing up the trio here? Yeah, let me look ADP. that up. Bill, Bill's gonna look
0: up who's Mark who's Andrews. The best... Oh, I forget Mark Andrews. Kick him to the curb. Screw that guy.
1: Yeah, I'd rather Mark Andrews than either of the, any of the.
0: I mean, especially <laughs> with the way uh, Baltimore wide receivers are going down. Whew. Uh if we if we thought Lamar liked him before with uh, other guys on the field, he's gonna really like him when there is nobody on the field. So, uh, but Mark Andrews messing up the trifecta. What's going on here? All right, let's let's hit one more on our way out. And this is from Superflex Junkie at Superflex Junkie. He says, "While I'm only in four dynasty leagues, listen, you play as many leagues as you want to play. all right? If you play four and you're happy with it, that yeah, that's a good number." Uh all super flex. I just acquired Trey Lance in the only league I didn't have him in. So he's going for that hundred percent coverage right there. All right. He gave up Hertz, Carson, Gallup, and James Robinson to get Lance. He says, I am all in on Lance. All right. So the uh the four for one, four quarters for a dollar. Um how do you guys feel about this? I I have I have a very specific set of feelings about this, but uh, I don't want to take the jury pool here. So, um, Bill, Bill's got a lot of facial action going on. So, Bill, why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah, I mean, he gave up a lot of value, right? Like, I mean, especially now with uh, Robinson, you know, a lot of people value him, value him at a first Gallup, you know. I would say at least for me is a high second, uh, Carson, the same and then hurts. But like, I think that go get your guy and I'm, a, I'm totally fine with it. He just saved himself three roster spots, which are valuable. Um, hurts could not be like, this is going to get, we're going to get into trouble this. You know, I, I think I said this before and somebody got mad at me, but, uh, there's a chance that he's not even a starter next year. And and so, like, if that's the case and you're all in on Lance and you trust in Shanahan, you know, do you, man. And I am – these are – this is one of those trades that I actually – you know, when we look at this in November, the, the feeling will, could be completely the opposite. And so – I'm okay with the trade. I think he did give up a lot of value, but none of it's, like, premier players. You know, Carson could be done after this year. Like, I mean, there's a lot of giving up. It's a lot of 50 cents for a dollar, you know, four 50-cent pieces for a dollar. So, I'm okay with it. Um, Yeah. I, I dig it. I, I appreciate the uh you know the confidence in Lance to just go and do it. And I think that sometimes you just have to do that when you really believe in a player.
0: All right, Drew, what what do you think? Is it uh is it four fifty cent pieces for a dollar?
2: So I, I need to disclose that uh I was actually part of this deal. Oh this is uh this is my co manager in, in one of our leagues. Okay. Uh, this is in one of the the DLF Championship Series, and uh, we caught some crap for this in the in the group me thread for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, this this is actually a, a scaled back version of what we uh, what we were originally going to offer. Um, so it's definitely a go get your guy move. Uh, you know, looking at uh, it, it depends on when when you think Lance is going to play as well. I saw the tweet today where uh, Jimmy G's in the press conference, you know, snickering at who he knows is going to be the week one starter already or whatever. But um, yeah, you know, this was a, uh, this was a move where uh, I'm supporting my co-manager and he, he, he clearly loves Trey Lance. He's given up a lot of assets uh, in another league that we're in together as well um, as competitors. In uh, that one, he gave up uh, Hertz. This was um, July 22nd. So a month ago, he gave up Hertz Watson, And Dalvin Cook to get uh, Trey Lance and Taysom Hill back then.
1: Wow, that's now that's a like. Now looking at this trade, this looks like nothing compared to that. Like that's uber aggressive. So uh, I think that's like partially destroying your team, uh, that move personally, but.
2: It was um, aggressive. Um, Looking at this
1: one, it's much more tame. Uh,
2: (laughs) This one was much more palatable. So. And Bobby uh, so yeah. just
1: uh, another thing, Bobby uh has been on our show multiple times. So uh so yeah, that's a that's a that's a huge offer, the previous one. So but that's yeah. how much he believes in him, I guess. So he like does. I just uh, feel like fine. you could have made that move during the draft and gave up way less. Um
2: Josh, you okay over there? <laughs>
1: We may have to call uh do a wellness check uh, pretty soon.
0: I mean th- this is this is episode ninety four and I think it's the, the first time I've been rendered speechless. Um wow, that is whew.
1: that's spicy.
0: So
2: uh needless to wow. say, I'm I'm hoping that uh that Bobby's right here. And what were uh, the two
1: quarterbacks? Uh
2: it was Hertz and Watson.
1: Yeah, so I think Hurts and Watson's aggressive. You know what I mean. And then to add like uh, the one o, two.
0: Yeah, probably the consensus RB two right now.
1: Um. Yeah, that's like monster over. To be
2: fair, in this league, uh, Bobby is coming off of a championship season as well, and he is he's deep. So he he uh, he drafted well and he built well. But uh, but yeah, that we we all look at that one and. Uh, we all wish we had a draft in Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Wow. 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 Yeah. yeah that, that's pretty, that's spicy. But, but this one, I like the one that we're actually talking about. Right.
2: Like, yeah.
1: I'm totally okay. Okay. With it. I think that there's a lot of, I mean, what do you think, Josh, on the trade that we're talking about?
0: Yeah. So, so about the trade that we're talking about, honestly, like, it's uh, like Bill said. It, it's a lot of value, but I feel like it's a lot of 2021 value because everybody knows my stance on Hurt, So we don't need to. We do need to go into that again. Um, I don't think he is a starter next year. Um, whether he stays in Philadelphia for the entire season or he is worked into some kind of Deshaun Watson trade where he goes to Houston, uh, I think 2022. Uh, no matter what team he's on, there is another quarterback starting instead of him. Uh, so we have that. Then we have Chris Carson. And while you guys were talking, I wanted to look up Chris Carson's contract because I know he got a new one, but it was a small one. Um, I like him. I love Chris Carson. I think he's criminally underrated. But the C- it's only a $3 million dead cap hit if they decide to cut him next year. So, you know, that that's... Not a whole lot binding him to the team. Um, So he could be somewhere else, you know, and and with his injury history, who knows? Um, Michael Gallup, listen, I love Michael Gallup. I think he's a great receiver. I don't think he re-signs with the Dallas Cowboys, but we don't know. Like we, we talk about guys that are potential free agents, and we say, oh, you know, I think this guy's going to go here, and this guy could go to these places, and then we have something like Juju, where Juju was offered contracts by Baltimore, by Kansas City, for more money, he took less to stay in Pittsburgh, so free agency is always a crapshoot. Like, I don't think it'll happen with Michael Gallup, where he resigns in Dallas, but like, it's got to be at least like a, you know, a 5% possibility that that happens. Or what if he, you know, signs with, let's just say the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you kind of like, ooh, you know, I mean, you still have LaVisca Chenault there. You still have Marvin Jones there. It's kind of like almost the same situation, just in a different place. Um, So it's kind of like, all right, like, and then James Robinson and, I know we're, we're kind of hyping up James Robinson right now because he's going to be the guy. But come, you know, end of season, we're going to be having the same discussions that we were having at the end of last season. All right, what are they going to do to replace him? He's a UDFA. We know those guys don't normally stick around for too long in the league. You know, who's going to come in to, you know, share carries with him or possibly take his spot like what Travis Etienne was supposed to do this year? So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of 2021 value, but I think 2022 and beyond the value may be, you know, a lot more depressed once we kind of see what happens with these guys. And Trey Lance, I mean, they're doing everything they, you know, I don't think they're going to rush him in. You know, I honestly think the only thing that brings him in this year is a Jimmy Garoppolo injury. That's my my personal opinion. I don't think they bring him in unless because he's, I mean, I think he's a great player. I do. I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but man, he is raw. I mean, he's got 17 starts at the division one double a level. Um, that's it's not a lot, you know, that's not a lot of throws. That's, you know, and there were schools that, that were trying to recruit him to play safety. So, you know, I mean, that that just is a testament to his athleticism, but that's also kind of a testament to what other bigger name schools thought of his quarterbacking ability. And I I think uh, Shanahan is going to want to bring that along slowly. I don't think he's going to want to just put him in there week one, let him take his lumps and kind of learn on the job. I think you know Jimmy Garoppolo is competent when he's healthy, and I think that's going to be when you finally see Trey Lance come in is when the Jimmy Garoppolo injury probably comes because the one season he was completely healthy. They made it to a Super Bowl, and they were one bad throw away from actually beating the chiefs. So, you know, go figure on that one. But so, I mean, I think this trade is fine. I mean, yes, it's a lot of value this year, but I mean, at least you didn't give up all, all that other stuff that you did in that other trade. Uh, have me over here trying to host the show and can't even talk. Bobby, you killing me here, man. Um, so, yeah, um, that's it guys. Uh, we, we, made it to the end of the show sheet. Good for us. We did it. Um, just want to say, you know, thank you to everybody who watched on YouTube, everybody who's listening in podcast form. Uh, remember whether you're watching or you're listening, subscribe, rate, review, uh, you know, helps us get out there in front of other people plus i love seeing when we get the uh the reviews in because it's usually someone like rocky telling us that we need more trey sermon talk which is always fun god uh you know i'm actually once we get off the air i'm gonna try to uh convince these two that we need a uh we need a we need a juju versus chase claypool bet because uh you guys staked your reputations to it. So I feel like a, a good uh a good friendly non-Josh and Bill timeline bet should uh, should be in the works. Um but yeah, besides all that, thank you guys for real. Uh it means a lot to us and and we love seeing what you have to say. So uh I think I hit everything. So on that note, we are out of here.
2: Late.